Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, we're going to continue looking at the book of Titus, <clears throat> some really uh, rather profound, and some people think problematic, <laughs> passages. Uh, they're really not, but they go against the ways and the strategies of the world. <clears throat> Can you imagine that? And what is happening is that uh, Paul is telling Titus how we are to function together. Okay, remember he said, I want you to establish these leaders. I want you to make sure that you establish these overseers, these bishops, and they will have certain character traits. Well, we saw in the last episode in the second chapter of Titus, he starts talking to, uh, about individual groups. And in verses 1 and 2, he said this, of the second chapter, But as for you, speak the things which are fitting for sound doctrine. So that first verse sets up uh, what is fitting for sound doctrine. We're about to see it at the end, maybe today. I suspect it'll take me a couple episodes to get through uh, uh, the whole thought here, but maybe we'll blow through the whole thing this morning, or it is morning when I'm doing this, and uh, to where you get a big picture of it, because this is really important. He says, I want you to speak to things which are fitting for sound doctrine. And then he says this in the second verse, older men are to be temperate, dignified, sensible, sound in faith, in love, and in perseverance. And so we saw that in the, uh, our last time together, that this is how older men are to be and how they relate. We went through each one of those words and what they meant. Well, then verse 3 says this, older women likewise, okay, likewise, hmm, that's interesting, in, in like manner of what? Well, in like manner of the older men and in like manner that the purpose of this is that we would be fitted for sound doctrine, for sound teaching, that we would live the way that we're supposed to live. And so in verse 2, older men are to be temperate, dignified, sensible, sound in faith, in love, and in perseverance. Verse 3, older women are to be, now listen to this, and it covers verse 3, 4, and 5 are all one sentence. Now, no, no, no. I know what some of you are thinking. Oh, it takes a lot more to address the women. <laughs> no, no. I don't know why he uses more words, right? <laughs> so verse 3, he says this. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, not enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good. So we're already seeing some characteristics that were shared with the overseers, okay? And so what we're seeing here in Titus and what you see in uh, Timothy and some other portions of the Scripture is that God, in Ephesians, has a structure. He has a structure whereby that he's created things. He has a structure uh, for the body of Christ to function within. He has a structure for the family. And that's what we're about to see right here. We see it in Ephesians and we see it here that this is a structure that the Lord has created for the family, that the men, the women, the young men over in Ephesians, the children, the husbands, the wives, that we have roles, that we have responsibilities, that we have functionings. And it's not that one 
is inferior to the other. No, not at all. It's just a different role and a different functioning. So here he's saying to the older women, you're to be reverent in your behavior. And like I said, we'll, we'll read through all three of these verses right here, then come back later and pick up each one of these words and examine them a little closely. So to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips. <laughs> I love that phrase. Uh, you can be a gossip, but not a malicious gossip. No, 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 no. No, not at all. It, it talks about being a false accuser. You're not to do that. Not enslaved to much wine or not given to much wine. We really don't want to be enslaved to anything other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, man, in my in my area of the world and our culture and our society, that's a biggie, biggie, biggie. You know, this being a slave to wine. And you know what? People are enslaved to a lot of things. Some people are enslaved to yeast rolls. Okay. Some are enslaved to food. Some are enslaved to drink. Some are enslaved to money. Some are enslaved to power. Some are enslaved to relationships, whatever it may be. Some are enslaved to the gaining of stuff and possession. No, he's saying here, don't be enslaved to much wine, but teaching what is good. Verse 4, why should they be like this to older women? So that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands to love their children. So what he's saying is that the older women have a role and a responsibility of living a particular kind of way and teaching what is good. And then he describes what the good is that they should be teaching. And that is to encourage young women to love their husbands, to encourage the young women to love their children, to encourage the young women to be sensible and so when you look at the way that this is written out, he says so to that they may encourage the young women to love their children, to love their husbands, to be sensible. Then verse 5, he continues, to be pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands, so that the word of God will not be dishonored. Well, there's one of those little phrases that gets thrown out all the time, right? to be subject to their own husbands. Uh, the ESV says to be submissive to their own husband. The authorized version says be obedient to their own husbands. We'll look at that more down the road. But folks, I'll just tell you right now, this is not a caveman mentality. <clears throat> this isn't the type of thing, you know, you grab them and say, here, come by the hair and say, come here, woman, do what I command you to do. You have to be submissive to me because God says it. No, that's not at all what this is about. And the Lord makes that abundantly clear here and over in Ephesians and several other places in Scripture, that the role of the husband is to love his wife. The role of the wife is to be subject and submissive to her husband. Now, it's sort of interesting because nowhere is the wife commanded to love her husband. Now, in the previous verse, it says, yeah, the older women are to encourage the young women to love their husbands. Wives are to love their husbands. But husbands are commanded to, and instructed. And people say, well, that's sort of weird. Why is that? Well, I think it's pretty simple. Uh, the way that God created women, they will love very spontaneously and very naturally. A woman will love particularly her husband who is submissive to the Lord and obedient to the Lord and who loves her. She will love, even in the natural sense, much more someone who is saved in the spiritual sense. They will respond in such a way to the husband. The husband will not do that necessarily as naturally. And so that's why we're commanded to love 
our wives. And then, you know, Ephesians tells us to treat them as a precious, uh, 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 I don't want to say commodity, but it's the, the idea is that they are like fine china. Okay, fine china. Uh, not that they're fragile, not that they're inferior, but they are fragile. But they're not inferior. They're very precious. That's the idea behind it. So what he's saying here to the older women is that you are to live in a way that you're reverent in your behavior, that you're not these malicious gossips. You're not enslaved to much wine. You teach what is good. What is the good? That you may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, to be pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands, so that the word of God will not be dishonored. What's the whole point of this? What he said in verse 1. I'm speaking to you things that are fitting for sound doctrine. This is the way that we are to live. And if we will live this way, the word of God will not be dishonored. Now, I already hear some of you say, well, what do you mean? What's this workers at home? Does this mean that I can't have a job outside the uh, uh, the home? No, it doesn't mean that at all. You can go to Proverbs 31 and see what that marvelous woman did. But I tell you what, folks, there's a season for everything. Okay, and I've seen too many couples that have these little two, three, and four-year-old kids, and they want to work and they want to pursue their careers rather than pursuing their children, and they're making a grievous mistake. Okay, they need to realize, you know what? I need to set aside these next ten or fifteen years right here to give attention to this, and then there'll be plenty of time for other things after that. I'll tell you what, we'll pick this up the next time. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you then. Goodbye. <music>